Hello, ladies, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and today we are taking a look at Chapter 3 of Genesis, which is usually called the Fall. We're going to jump right in and take a look at verse 1 for a moment. Actually, the first half of verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now, up to this time, who has been the subject mostly? In Genesis 1, the creation story, it was God. God made, God said, God divided, etc. Chapter 2, we have God, but this time his name has changed. And it is the Lord God because he's relational. And he relates with Adam. And we actually hear Adam speak for the first time. And we see the creation of Eve. Chapter 3 starts differently. It says, now the serpent. Now, those of us who grow up in church, we automatically think serpent and Satan. Uh, But where do we get that verse? Where did that concept come from? And there are a few different verses throughout the Bible, which gives us glimpses of that. I just want to point out one, and that is in Revelation 12, verse Uh, chapter 12, verse 9. And it says this, the great dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, and he was cast out into the earth. So here we have the serpent and he deceives. And what we're going to find here in Genesis chapter 3, we have a serpent that deceives. So this is where we tie in. Now, whether or not it was, you know, um, demon possession of an animal, I'm not going to go into all of that. You can research that later if you want to. So now the serpent was more subtle than any beast which the Lord God had made. You know, some religions say that the good versus evil are equal forces. In the Bible, We don't believe that as Christians. We believe that God is the creator of all. He is supreme. Um, One word that is used when, when describing that is sovereign. Now, here it says the Lord God made the serpent. And we also believe that the Lord God made the fallen angels. We say that they were good before they fell. I will say, though, ladies, that sometimes this is one of those things that as Christians, we struggle with sometimes. And that is basically, why does bad things happen to good people? Or even maybe a different way of saying it is, how is it that it seems that God can use evil forces to bring about his good? The only answer that I have come up with to this point is the simple fact that number one, God is good. He would not allow anything to happen to any of us unless it would be for our benefit. Uh, Even here, I've heard this fall Many times people have dis- have said, this is not plan B after the fall. It's like, oops, uh, the my humans fell and, and they've sinned. And now what am I going to do? Uh, throughout the New Testament, it talks about before time began, the Lamb of God was going to come and to save us. And so 
Adam and Eve did not have the Holy Spirit within them. And so oddly enough, or hallelujah, (laughs) in Revelation, the bride of Christ becomes one with God the Creator. And again, this is mind-blowing stuff. Some things to think about and some things to ponder. But when you and I are in the midst of our pain or struggling with sin, either within our own lives or within family members or friends or freaky accidents. There is a struggle within us. And one of the pluses when we get to the, the Psalms, we will see the Jews cry out to God in their anguish. And that is okay. So I don't know where you're at today, but please know that this book is written to give us hope in the midst of our sorrow and in the midst of our difficulties. So here it says that the Lord God made the serpent. And then the serpent, who is the initiator here, Eve did not go looking for him. The serpent came in and he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Every tree. Do you see how subtle and deceptive that is? Number one, it goes again to, oh, God is holding out good things from you. It gives that impression that God is not good. So Eve's response is, from the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, we cannot eat, neither shall we touch it lest we die. It is interesting that she does not call it the tree of good and evil. She calls it the tree that's in the midst of the garden. And that is true. In chapter two, verse nine, we learn that that is the location of the tree. Now, also, if you remember yesterday, it shows the order that God told Adam to not eat, and then God created Eve. There is no place in Genesis 1 or 2 where God directly told Eve. Now, we see that Eve knows, but she doesn't say it the way that God says it, right? So, she says, neither can we touch it. Now, This is just my opinion, and does my opinion matter? No, but my opinion might make you be thinking, which is a good thing. Either, either there was miscommunication between Adam and Eve when Adam told her, or they set up a boundary. And I have a tendency to lean toward the boundary because I love boundaries. I don't know if you've ever read the boundary book, but it's a great book about how to say yes to good things and no to bad things, or even no to mediocre things. So I highly recommend that book. But I just see that, right? Okay, I'm not supposed to eat of this tree. So let's just not even touch it. Let's step back here. I mean, look, Ladies, we do this all the time, right? We set boundaries. I am not going to buy chocolate in 2023. Well, how many of us uh, today? I, I mean, today's day four, right? And what did I have? Oh, I went into a bakery and they had a chocolate uh, bread with chocolate chips in it. And it was free and I did eat. Do I hear an amen, right? Or do I hear, a, oh, no. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Now, Satan here goes directly against what God says. Oh, ye shall not surely die. For God knows. Again, 
the character of God as if he's holding out for us. For God knows that in the day ye eat, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Well, the woman saw that the tree was good for food, which is what it says in 2.9. It is pleasant to the eyes, which it also says that in chapter 2, verse 9. And that the tree to be desired is to make one wise. Now, I find that interesting that here she sees it as, oh, I can become wise. Whereas the serpent says, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. She took, she did eat, and she gave also unto her husband who was with her. Now, again, this is not Eve going out, doing her own thing, and then bringing it to her husband. They were there. They were both there. Okay. Also, though, remember, these two were one like none of us have ever been. The two shall become one flesh. So, he was with her. Now, it was through Jen Wilkins. She has, and I think it may be on YouTube, she has a Bible study of Genesis 1 through 11. It was through here that I got the idea, Eve ate, and then Adam sort of watched for a minute to see if she'd keel over and die. And then when she didn't, he got the idea, okay, it's good to eat, so I'll eat. And the eyes of them were both opened. Now, again, It wasn't she ate and her eyes were opened. She ate, he ate, and their eyes were opened. And they knew. What did they know? They didn't know that they were like gods knowing good and evil. They knew they were naked. Now, at the end of chapter 2, they were naked and not ashamed. But that's not the case here. This time they were naked. And what did they do? They sewed fig leaves. They made themselves coverings. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the day in the garden. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. Now another point to be made here. Their attempt to cover their shame did not satisfy. How do we know that? Because they hid themselves. They hid themselves in the very trees that they ate from. And they were hiding. And the Lord God says, now here the subject changes. Here God is coming in. And God called unto Adam, where are you? Now, do you think God asked that question because he didn't know? Of course not. He knew exactly where they were. He said it for their benefit. And Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And then again, here's here's another great question. God said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree that I commanded you to not eat? And what did man say? He said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me the tree and I did eat. Now, one of the things that's sort of funny is this makes me think of a text because this statement is true. The woman did give it to him. The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, did God give 
Adam, Eve, yes, he did. She gave me of the tree, yes, and he did eat. This is one of those times I would have loved to have heard his tone of voice when he was speaking to God. Do I hear an amen? And the Lord God then said to the woman, What is it that thou hast done? The serpent beguiled me, or the serpent deceived me, and I did eat. Both of those are true statements. Many times I hear that it's blaming the other, and it is in some ways, but it is also the truth. And they both do say, I ate. They took responsibility for that. In 1 Timothy 2.14, this is in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul um, says something really amazing. He says, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. One of the versions that I had read it in uh, when I was teaching my Sunday school class, 1 Timothy 2.24, we were in 1 Timothy chapter 2. This is the first time it, it struck me. And it said, Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into sin. This is a key point in our Christian faith. Romans 5, 12 through 21 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Ladies, we've all sinned. We have all felt shame. And then in verse 14 of chapter 5 of Romans, it says, Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. And we talked about that yesterday, that the first Adam is a symbol, a representative of the second Adam. Again, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, because in the New Testament, the bride of Christ becomes married to Christ. And then verse 15 of Romans 5 says this, For if through the offense of one, Adam, many be dead, much more, much more, the grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Ladies, may the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ abound much to you today. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be poured out upon you today. So today, ladies, if you hear his voice Are you going to go hiding in the trees and in your shame? Or will you come to him and receive the gift of God by grace, which is Jesus Christ? And that grace is abounding to those who may believe. Ladies, if you hear his voice today, don't harden your hearts. Let us be women of obedience and let us be women of that are full of grace. Until next time, thanks.